0: Picture this two guys trapped in the South Charleston Public Library. One guy loves movies, the other, well, he'd rather be watching reality TV. Can they survive each other's films? Find out on Real Opposites, a library podcast about movies, hosted by Josh and Aaron from the South Charleston Public Library. Hey, everyone, welcome back to The Real Opposites. I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. And we're back to discuss the movies we chose last time, Buffy and A Clockwork Orange.
1: Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sorry. 1992. Yes. Parentheses. Parentheses. This is true. (laughs) Not the television show.
0: No, but I would love if we did that. That's Uh, great. Well, you
1: get your own television show podcast. What if we we just, for like
0: a couple months, we just watch the TV show and-
2: (laughs) No, that's a separate podcast. Okay. I've been watching it, though.
0: We need a spinoff, and it's a TV podcast. Wow. I would love that. You know
2: what, you and Travis talking about Survivor?
0: <laughs> the Survivor.
1: Does, does Travis like Buffy? I don't know, oh. but he likes Survivor. Right. Anyways,
0: but that's not what this podcast is
1: about. That's <laughs> not what this podcast is about. <laughs> so we're
0: going to jump into the movies, and I think— Are we starting with Clockwork Orange? I think so. Okay, so Uh, you know, give us a little spiel.
1: Give us, give you a little spiel. Spiel. So I first saw Clockwork Orange. I'd seen like The Shining, of course, or like Kubrick movies. I think I'd seen Two Thousand One at this point, like recently. But it was like in nineteen ninety eight. The AFI did the top one hundred American films of all time, Mm -hmm. and I remember what rank it was. But Clockwork Orange was on there. That was when I really got into, like, watching a lot of classic films. And my video store didn't have it. Bub, the guy that ran the video store down the street. <laughs> he's a really sweet, heavyset guy. Bub. Perfect name. I don't know if he's still around. They didn't. He didn't have it. Um, and he also wouldn't sell me his copy of The Shining.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I remember going to Camelot Music up in Nitro next to the Walmart. It was, used to be a Camelot music there. It's like a, it was a gym at one point. I don't know what the hell it is now. Anyway, and ba- paying full price for a Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. And I vividly remember like the image on the back of the the case was, was uh, the woman that's, that Alex rapes in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the poster art is very like, I can't figure out what's going on really. Like I see the face and the eye, like is that eye on there? Is that like a real eye that's like falling off his wrist or like what? And yeah. You know, so I watched it and I was just floored. It was one of the first movies that really knocked me for a loop, I think. I was really, because i never seen anything like that, that was that clever and, and funny and violent and, but I mean, it's, you know, and, and thoughtful and like really asking a lot of the audience mm-hmm. and also just beautiful and still very timely and still very like relevant. In, in 1998, 99, whenever I watched it, and now. So it is sits happily in my top 100. Yeah. And I think it's this uh, tour de force. There's nothing I would change about the movie. The way he uses violence, you know, is like it's the most beautiful violence <laughs> ever on screen, you know? It's a, it's a symphony. And... But what really struck me this last time watching it was that the all the stuff with the the politician was a little bit more because it's been a few years since i've watched it yeah and with the the minister or whatever was very like oh okay see like that i don't know that that hit me a little bit more this time right but um the whole movies i think it's i think it's just an amazing film the language um i don't know if you've read the book too the i have book not it's very they're very close like i don't i remember i remember reading the book not long after i've seen the movie and i just remember it being like Really close to the book. Yeah, it's one of those because he, Kubrick. I I think, I think every single film he made was an adaptation of a book, and in all the others, he diverged quite a bit from the source material. Mm -hmm. Most notably, The Shining, Shining. (laughs) uh, or most famously, The Shining, which you know the reason why he like there's that there was that beef. Between Kubrick and Stephen King,
0: because he changed it.
1: No, it's because Kubrick was like, the book's not very good. <laughs> oh, and I now, should, see. Like,
0: I prefer the book over the movie. Yeah,
1: no, I'll take the movie. Yeah,
0: okay. I like the I like the book. The, I mean, I'm not saying the movie isn't.
1: But anyway, that's The Shining. We'll get to that at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I love this film. I think it's one of the the greatest films ever made. And yeah, I adore this film. All right. So, what did you think? Well, oh, it's the Aaron. second
0: Kubrick movie I've seen, I guess, because of, I have seen The Shining. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think the story of this movie is something that will probably stay relevant. Just you have people that are out there doing whatever and then trying to reform them in different ways. And I mean, it can be applied in all kinds of different ways, especially that it, the type of reform they try to do just ends up being worse than it. Yeah, it makes them inhuman. Yeah, like it, yeah. it just is worse. And I think there's times through history and probably even right now that you you could relate to that part, just like people trying yeah. to fix people, mm-hmm. but in horrible ways.
1: Well, and the, the like, it's a matter of, like the state taking control control of of the individual and robbing them of their individuality, their ability to feel. Yeah. To to like, because everyone has to have a choice, right? To, to be violent or be kind or, you know. And
0: and that, they address that at one point in the movie after he is reformed or whatever. yeah Somebody says that, like, okay, it's but the, he didn't have a choice. The
1: priest. Yeah. Yeah, the priest is like, yeah, this, more or less that's what he says. This is inhuman. This is not. Yeah. This is perverted or something like right. that, you know.
0: Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, for any of you that haven't seen the movie, I I mean, the basic story of it is that there's, they're like criminals and he mm-hmm. ends up going to jail, and then they do this new program of trying to reform somebody by training them through showing them films, and it yeah. makes makes him sick. So when he tries to do violence or anything like that afterwards, he gets actually physically sick.
1: Yeah, and he, like he can't he he can't react to someone hitting him. He can't. Right. I mean, apparently he wouldn't even be able to have sex. because right. The sight of a naked woman is makes him sick like so he is that's not a life he's he's right you know he's he's nothing and i love like how they they use something that means a lot to him right beethoven Mm -hmm. and to uh pervert that manipulate that into the thing that dehumanizes it. Yeah, he
0: can't even hear that. Yeah, like, I mean, that's... It's a certain one from Beethoven.
1: Yeah, it's the um, ninth.
0: The ninth that he can't listen to. Yeah. And in fact, he tries to jump out of a window to end it because they're playing it on purpose. Yeah.
1: So the end of the movie. Watching it. So, uh, also, the author mm-hmm. who Alex and his droogs, which, I mean, the drugs like, I think this is the best portrayal of juvenile delinquency in any mm-hmm. film. I mean, you just look at what's going on now. It's like, you know, these, like, flash mobs that just... Rob, like right you know like come into places rob them tear tear everything up i mean it's the same thing yeah mm-hmm. that's um, what i
0: say it's still relatable yeah tonight. i mean
1: it's still like there's no, like it's it's i mean a hundred years from now there's still going to be that issue well, like it's still it, going to be
2: when you get young people engaging in ultra violence their like sense of empathy and like humanity isn't yet developed right I mean, they talk about uh there's a i think it's in blood diamond there's a famous scene where like um you know, like the, several times they're confronted with guns and when it's adults, he's like, you know, the uh, I can't think of the actor right now is willing to um like be, you know, a little more confrontational. But when it's kids, he's just like do whatever they want because like they haven't. Like, they haven't developed enough to like obviously in a clockwork orange it is super heinous like i have trouble watching mm-hmm. like the acts of violence but it's like they they have been failed and they then they don't they don't they haven't developed that sense of like oh this is real right like yeah. i'm i'm doing this to another human they don't know how to see another human yet and yeah. it's like yeah so i think like that's why you get like young people especially are prone to Engaging in that sort of delinquency, they're prone to violent delinquency. Like that's, you know, they don't realize that getting in a fight, kid, on on like concrete can kill you. And like right. those kind, of, like they just haven't got there yet.
1: They don't know. Yeah, the film is somewhat autobi- autobiographical for Anthony Burgess, the author. Okay. Book. The so the author in the in the story, whose wife is raped and later dies, mm-hmm. when it comes to her injuries. Kind of happened. Like he's he was an author. His oh. wife was, um, I can't remember if she died or not, but she was assaulted, and yeah, I think his child was too, if I remember. Oh wow! But So I mean, he put the like it's him, and and at the time he wrote it, he mm-hmm. had I believe a brain tumor, and so he wrote like four books, like back to back to back because yeah. he thought he was going to die, so he wanted to leave. His, well, I guess they did it. So he wanted to leave his family money, mm-hmm. so I think he just poured. A Everything. lot in a lot yeah. into this into this story in particular. Yeah, I mean the the violence is it's hard, but it's so th- and I think it's purposely it's so theatrical and right detached, like it's beautiful to look at. Yeah, in a way, and it's entertaining. Yeah, like you can't help but like Alex is so like he's a he's a bastard, but he makes no apologies for who he is. Right, and that's commendable.
2: Well, it's a great yeah. example of like a villain protagonist, right? That doesn't usually happen. You don't usually... Like, he's not an anti-hero. Like, you can't yeah. give him that title. But he's a villain protagonist. So you get, like... You can empathize with him. And you should be able to if you have someone in a lead role that is capable of heinous, horrific violence. So like, you sure. should be able to be, like... Be able to see all sides. But, yeah. Well, then I, they I make
1: know. you, like... You know, the first 30 minutes is just him murdering and raping. and
2: Yeah, they make you, they make like, you hate yeah, him. And but,
1: and like, yeah. But the, the, to be able to then, you know... Hour and a half into the movie, he's, you're, you're like, he's getting, you know, dehumanized and going through this process. And you kind
0: of feel bad for him And it's
1: like, yeah, because it's hard to watch that as bad as, as much as the rest is is bad, yeah. And, you know, when you have the cops in the room, they're interrogating him, they're, you know, it's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, but you still end up feeling for him. And then I think that it's like, I mean, like Malcolm McDowell is one of the best performances in any movie. Like it's one of all time great performances. I think it's just perfect marriage, yeah, of character and actor. For for many years, he had a strong like and didn't want to talk about the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely changed in the last like yeah. ten or ten or twenty years. But like, I think he was so associated with the movie as I mean, it was like because it was it was only his fourth film, I think, third or fourth yeah. film, and he was pretty young. I mean, he was in his early twenties. Yeah, and I think. For a long time, he was just like that. That's the kind of role he ended up getting. He didn't get like romantic leads, and right. he ended up getting kind of like dark, like dark, tortured kind of characters. You know, he even played Caligula famously in the Terrible, which they're doing a recut of that. Supposedly, that's gonna like make it better. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's he's amazing. Yeah, I thought.
0: He, I th- I mean, I thought his performance was good.
1: It. It's just one of these guys. Like you can't not look at him. You
0: yeah. Can't not commands your attention. Yeah. yeah. In every frame. I agree. And I mean, like I said, I I definitely understand the story and I, you know, I like where they're going with the story, but I will say <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I I mean, I'm glad I, I watched it in a sense that it is a classic. Um a lot of people talk about it and, and you see stuff about it often. I've always seen stuff about it.
1: Yeah, it's heavily referenced. It. In yeah. A lot of, you know, The Simpsons for instance.
0: Yeah. I, but you know, not my favorite movie. Not my favorite movie. Uh there one thing is I feel like and we I say this about a lot of movies, but I feel like it's so over sexualized that just I mean, there's the assault and stuff. That's that's clearly what is happening and that's different. But it's just like everyone's statues in their homes well, and that's the paintings the, on the walls. I think and
2: we the... can actively say the word rape in this case. Like, it's not. I mean, not, I already did. Yeah, it's not. No, it's yeah. not just no, that like. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think yeah.
1: that's 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 a point is that in, like there's so there's paintings of nude men and women yeah. in everyone's homes and in the milk bar and everything. And it's like that's that's the point in the future where they've reached where it's just normal it's just normal like yeah. they like and generally in europe like that it's it's let like they're they don't have this puritanical that's like, true attitude too. towards you know the the human body right. and sex that we do in america yeah so i mean like in their rating system like they'll allow nudity right it's the, it's the violence that is that they're more um concerned, concerned about yeah. but rightfully so it's the human body like everyone's right everyone's got got the equipment like yeah. everyone's
0: I mean, and I get that. It's just, I don't know.
1: And I mean, I think in in this, like, I mean, everything is completely justified. Right. Like.
0: I think for me, it was just, just the fact that it's everywhere constantly plus the rape and there's
2: some level that i think is meant to signal wow yes in europe like we don't really consider that like is it's meant to be like oh if you objectify something enough right they don't they're no longer human and that allows people to commit like Mm -hmm. and i don't mean like it like showing nudity does not necessarily objectify someone but if you are using that to objectify someone uh, in a young mind like this, it makes it easier to commit acts of violence against them yeah. because it's like, that's not a person. That's an object that I can have.
0: Right. And I mean, it, and I get it. I I know why it was being used and everything like that. It just, it was too cringy for me for some reason.
1: I don't know. Just don't like to see the butt cracks up I, on screen, I guess that's what it
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It just it didn't feel like it was forever long so i didn't hate it i guess
1: that's good that's what i was concerned um, about cuz there's a lot of like long unbroken takes yeah which i love but they there's always business there's going on there's something going on at all there's times there's movement there's like you right. get caught up in what they're t- in the dialogue yeah. in their interactions and he you know frames it in such a way like the first cuz it's been i mean it's been a few years since i watched it and i was like Damn, I forgot. Like the first thirty minutes is like unrelenting, mm-hmm. right? Like for some reason, I remember there being a little bit more of a build up to it, but it's just and that and, and think, that might be part of it too. And that's on, I mean, but that, yeah, me. I mean, that's on purpose. It's right. Like, it's supposed to just get you in and be like, yeah, hit you over the head. It shocks you, yeah, yeah.
0: And then and that, it, and that could have been some of it. It was just so much shock for me, yeah, that it just kind of took me out of it a little bit. And
1: then you know, once he gets murders the cat lady and he gets captured and is in prison, and, yeah, you know, it really. The Pace changes and it, but it fits what's going on. at Yeah, that yeah, time. no, it's it's seamless, but it's just it's natural like progression from act one to act two, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. And I love, uh, I just want to mention like the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. I love like the guy, and he's only in two scenes, like Mr. Deltoid, the guy who, after he gets up the night after not the night they kill the cat lady, but the, the first night,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's like talking to Alex in his bed. Oh, you know? yes, and he drinks the. <clears throat> the um the false teeth glass water. Yeah. <laughs> that's great he's so good I forget his name Deltoid. oh Aubrey Morris um and he's kind of like the he's their lawyer mm-hmm. yeah I mean he's like the the parole uh, officer almost for yeah. Alex because I mean clearly he's been. In and, this situation before, and the, right. and that you know his parents are just you know they are. I, mean, I think this is very relevant. They just like do whatever he says. Like they're like right. his mom's like get up go to school and he's like no got my belly and you know all this crap yeah. he's just making up and she's like okay yeah you know it's there's no structure there's no and
0: I think that's very and, re- relatable today.
1: Yeah, and um and I just want to mention before we go on the the guy that play anyway the guy that plays the. The, like prison guard. Mm-hmm. He's such a great actor. He's yeah. so like that, that, that is such a boring like character in a lot right. of ways, but he makes it so commanding. Yeah. I always love like that, that close up when, when they're doing, when they're testing out the, the method on the stage in front of the minister and everybody and the, the, the woman comes out and then like that wasn't planned, his reaction. Like he wasn't um. supposed to be in that scene. Um, but I think, I can't remember if it was Kubrick or McDowell was like he needs he should be in the scene and they cut to that close up of him going yeah oh, that's so funny that's what I mean like there's so much there's 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 still levity and humor that naturally comes out of the characters and who they are right the tagline I mean, for this
2: film kills me I think it's hilarious because it's so like blasé like have you did, What's you, the have, did you see it being the adventures of a young man who couldn't resist pretty girls or a bit of the old ultra violence went to jail was reconditioned and came out a different young man. Where was he? And oh. it's just like.
0: <laughs> I mean, it kind of sums it up real it, quick. Like, it sums up the movie. It does, yeah.
2: but it's also like very like oh cheerio, like, like, yeah, know. a little che- like, kind of
0: happy-ish, it's a little
2: yeah. too chipper. I think. Yeah. I feel like you read that tagline and you were not expecting the first thirty minutes. Oh, not of this at movie. all.
1: Like, I think that's, <laughs> And that might, that's probably on purpose. Well, what did um, What did you think of the ending? Let's see,
0: he jumps out the window. He's in the hospital. What's the ending?
1: Well, like he's in the hospital. I watched this
0: like okay. a week and a half ago and have the, been
1: sick since then. <laughs> the, he's in the hospital and the forget the minister. I, mean, it's, I don't think he's the prime minister. But anyway, he comes in and they're talking about... Basically, he's manipulating Alex into being like a, a show pony for the state that this doesn't work, that this was a terrible oh, thing. Yeah. Like that this was, it shouldn't have happened, this uh, process he was being put under. And then they bring in the giant speakers and the... They're playing the ninth, mm-hmm. and all the cameras come in, and uh, then it it kind of cuts to Alex's face, like a close up, and that that look in his eye when he hears the ninth, yeah, from, like earlier is back, like he's cured. Yeah, what did you think of that? Like, I, I mean, it
0: was good. I mean, I liked it. I I remember the, um like I said, I'm just having trouble remembering it, but. Somebody cured him, and somebody didn't like that, and they're coming to also try to use that to their advantage.
1: Yeah, yeah. This so
0: I mean, at this point, he is so dehumanized that it is all about what other people want to use him for.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not—he's not a human being at this point, right?
0: And and I liked that it showed that because you know, during the part where they're showing his testing and stuff, and the and the priest is basically like, "This is." Wrong. He's inhuman. You know, yeah. he doesn't have choice. But then he turns around, and does the same thing to him, basically wanting to use him.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they're using him one way or the other. Right. And that's like, what I'm. They're they're taking his ability, his ability to his choice. Yeah. Way in a lot of ways. And then it it was it they're was giving just his... they're at least giving the, him the like illusion of choice at the end. Right. You know. So that ending.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So in the the book. There's there's two versions. There's the American version and the the, mm-hmm. the European version. Of the um, movie? And the book. Oh, the oh book. both. The American version of the book, the European version has one extra chapter. Mm-hmm. This was a Burgess's original treatment where it cuts to, I don't know, 10 or 20 years later or maybe it's 20. I don't know. He's an old man. Alex is an old man. Mm-hmm. And he has like grandkids and stuff and he's like, it kind of like, I never really liked that because it, it kind of undercut the the whole point of the story right. I thought and it was like too much of like a happy ending kind of thing yeah but Kubrick didn't read that version he read the American version which the publisher was like that chapter sucks we're not we're ending it right now. yeah <laughs> so that's the version Kubrick saw and that's the version he liked and that's what he filmed oh okay and so f- for that reason I the the movie is better than the book f- like for me like okay. the, the original version because I think like ending on that on him mm-hmm. Finding his humanity again, as terrible as that is, right? Uh, poorly wired as his brain is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's who he is, right? And, then, and I, I just I just love I just love that ending, and then it ends with uh, him and the woman in the in the like in a wedding ceremony on the floor. You know, that's a great—I was was I always forget about that as the last scene, like the last shot of the movie. Yeah. I was thinking of the smile.
2: When we discussed this in school, like the books, uh-huh. it's like the origin, the American ending feels like the natural conclusion for the book. Mm-hmm. But then we talked about, like, what kind of Burgess himself was working through. A lot of times you can't help but your life and like, affecting this. And so he's dealing with this person who did these horrible things to my family— is reform possible or are they always rotten? Yeah. And, like, I feel like there was some part of his, like, humanity of wanting to believe the best in people went out, and that's what how the last chapter happened. Yeah. But whereas he didn't want to be like, ah, just this person is always going. Like, he wanted to think that it could be something better. But that's – and that just – I don't think that's always the case. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean – It's like like the system fails people, but – under the current system, and uh, he's saying under the current system, but uh, also under this f- futuristic system he's imagining, reform isn't possible. Right. And yeah. it's like, so like, how do you, how do you?
1: Treat well, I think it's individuals you know you it's do? like dehumanizing isn't isn't a
2: isn't a process isn't of reform, a process of reform which is what we which is like how
1: which is what we do we just
2: prisons work yeah. yeah
1: I mean we don't we don't try to get actual therapy for people or right. Or mental health, it's just it's prisons and camps. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's cold concrete and prison bars. I mean, yeah, know, Alex not, clearly
2: like not to speculate on his mental health, but clearly has something mentally wrong. And so, oh yeah, needs, I mean, he needs a therapist and a medical team. Oh yeah, not a
1: yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Because just uh, you know, you know, it's like when he's in the when they're interrogating him, and it's like they they're beating him and stuff. It's like that doesn't phase mm-hmm. him. He's just still yeah. He he likes it. Just keep doing it. You know? Right. There's just something wired wrong. And I love that they filmed a lot of this in this, um, I forget the name of it, like the concrete, like where he lives. Mm-hmm. That was like a failed like low-income housing kind of experiment oh, okay. in England. Um, so it's like really quite appropriate that that's where he lives. Like that, right. That's the, the state it of- It really works. Yeah. And that's the state of like where society is at this point, which is never really like said like what time it is, you know. Right. I think it's I think it's important that it's just in this alternate reality where you know yeah, and the, and be,
0: when you make a movie like that, it that helps it stay relatable as well.
1: Yeah, because it's like well, of course there's like records and CRT TVs and like all this kind of stuff, but it's yeah. like it's easier to just say well that's just part of the word in the movie was made than right. like you know oh this is supposed to be 2014 and they're still using this or you know whatever yeah, yeah.
0: um
1: but yeah I mean. Do you have like a favorite moment or scene or um, something that spoke to you personally?
0: I mean, I, I really like the whole reform part. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to say enjoyed, but the whole them actually doing it to him, holding his eyelids open, mm-hmm. showing him the, the movies. Yeah. And because, like I said, I think that's one part that really spoke to me about even our society now, how we try to try to control who people are and. And, you know, we're making all these laws and things about who somebody can be and yeah. what somebody can do with their own body. And and, and to me, that's kind of what that hit on. Yeah. I know it's kind of like a little bit of a stretch, but not really, because they're taking somebody that they don't like how they are and doing these horrible things to do. re. Mm-hmm. To reform him. Yeah. But also just the the way that part of the movie looked, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I thought it was shot really nicely. Oh, yeah, just really put you in his shoes almost. <clears throat> That's when you kind of really start feeling for him, I felt.
1: When you uh, when you watch the movie again, you'll constantly notice the circular motion of a lot of the shots. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a scene in the prison where all the, like their, their exercise okay. is just walking in a circle in a concrete. The concrete walls on all sides. Yeah. And you know, they're walking in a circle in the record shop. And there's always mm-hmm. this kind of sub- subconsciously does that in The Shining a lot too. Mm-hmm. Like if you notice there's exit signs everywhere trying to. And when you get to the point in the movie where it's hit the fan and they can't get out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the and all the blocking and all the shots, their heads are blocking the exit signs oh like it's i mean it's kind of like eh, maybe that was planned maybe it's not i think it probably was I But it's like, like it probably he's was. so meticulous that that's probably you know i just call it the torture sequence where mm-hmm. they're <laughs> manipulating alex and his you know his eyelids are that's all real mm-hmm. that was a real doctor doing that like oh. his putting the eye drops he did scratch his cornea too at one point oh wow mm-hmm. but that's always like oh it's and so hard ribs. yeah yeah he f- fractured ribs he uh that's always hard for me to watch just because as his eyes start watering and the water, mm-hmm. like the well, that- <laughs> eye stuff is, like we were talking oh, last yeah. time, I think of the nails. Yeah, eye, nails that, get me. That's one of the eye things and I'm just like, Ugh. Oh, okay, yeah. Because uh, like the, you can see like just the giant metal clasps yeah, are just holding well, that's, his...
0: that's what it was for me was not only was it kind of the turning point where you started really feeling for him and then also just stuff that really sparked our nowadays reality as well for me, but also just like the trauma of it mm-hmm. like watching him and you really f- that's what I said it almost puts you in his shoes because you yeah. you feel that yeah, like I mean- what's being done to him you can feel it well, and th-
2: there's some symmetry there right like being forced to watch something that destroys yeah. you and like that's there's kinda, some like level of like that's
1: that's it, what we're doing with the first 30 minutes yeah of the movie right yeah.
2: like being forced to yeah there's that and then there's that's like true. the what he does to the, um, the man and makes him watch as they like gang rape his wife yeah you know the idea mm-hmm. of like being forced to endure something that traumatizes you
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: like being, being, being forced to undergo trauma doesn't help anybody ever. Right. And like, that's what's happening to, like, yeah. you know, to him as he's like being forced to undergo conditioning that is going mm. to cause him to act contrary to himself. And right. like, while himself is not good and needs to be away from people, that's not how you fix
3: that.
2: Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it is like, like how
1: they, all these hor- this horrible footage. Yeah. You know, and they use a lot of Nazi footage. Yeah, they do. In the,
2: yeah, I like, But it's set to the,
1: like... it's set to Beethoven, like the most angelic, beautiful music. Right. Just as the first thirty minutes is set to you know a lot of Beethoven right. and, and Rossini, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's all this violence set to I mean singing in the rain. Right. Happy yeah. song. Yep. Oof. And which which that was all right. like spontaneous. Like they yeah, had that was to, unscripted. Yeah, they had been doing it. I don't know how many takes. Kubrick did a lot of takes, and they were just like, this isn't it's not working. Yeah. And Kubrick one of the things he told Malcolm. I was listening to the commentary with Malcolm McDowell last night and you know Kubrick was famous for like I don't know what I what I want. I know what I don't want when I see it. Yeah. So he would do a lot of takes and it's, it's at some point he reaches a point where during like the last scene in particular, the last shot with Alex in bed, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the smile, like he was, he wasn't getting there. So yeah. they just did a, a bunch of takes. And then when he starts feeding him, and he goes, yeah, it just started was, getting silly. And then right. it started to like come alive. And the same thing with like the, the rape sequences, you know, the singing in the rain was just that he just spontaneously spontane, like started doing that. Like yeah. he was like, Kubrick was like, can you sing? Can you dance? He's like, yeah. So he just i don't know singing in the rain popped in his head right went to like the producers like can we clear it and yeah they had to pay like so much to uh ten
0: thousand dollars yeah which comes to about seventy six thousand five hundred in 2022 adjusted, yeah. adjusted for inflation yeah and to to put this random song in. it's
2: so worth it though that is oh yeah, well, oh, yeah. I mean, that's and they end up and... using
0: it in the end too that's yeah, yeah. That's when um, the writer realizes who when that he's is. In the bath, Yeah, because he's in the bath and
1: he starts seeing that.
2: It's chilling and horrific, yeah. and it's so like it is.
1: that's what the movie does. Like, like it's taking beautiful things and stripping them right of the beauty of them, and yeah. just making it difficult to watch. And, and, and that's what I say. That's like, what they do to him. They take a beautiful like he's not beautiful, but they take something. They're, they're stripping him for sure of the the possibility that he has to be a positive. Influence in the world. Right. You know?
0: And that's what I say. Like, you know, the way things are shot in this movie are, are really well done. And some of the ideas that they did and using the music like that. I mean, that's all great. It just, for me, didn't hit to, like, something I was f- fully enjoyed. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't know that I'll ever watch it again, but I've seen it. It's one of those. Like It's one of those okay, you have I've to see
1: before you die. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's like I The Godfather mean, or something. Like yeah. You need to see it.
0: There's so many references out there about it, and and I've seen like my, toys of them and Funko Pop, which is like this is very like,
1: eh, eh, like yeah, Funkos of I know, <laughs> it, it's weird. Now it's that like, I've seen the movie, gonna I'm make, like, oh, I mean, are we gonna make like Ted Bundy folk, Funkos or something at this well, point? So that, I would totally collect but those. My those. <laughs> my favorite reference is in The Simpsons, and it's not it's not when Bart's dressed up as Alex, like in the full white with the bowler yeah. hat and everything. <laughs> it's I don't remember the episode, but there's like cupcakes on the, on the, on the counter or something. Mm. And he puts his hands up like he do, like Alex does when the naked woman comes yeah. out. It's just like the mm-hmm. the cupcakes, have a, cherry. Have, them. The cupcakes yeah. have a cherry on top and it's just yeah. like, it's such a great little homage. <laughs> but anyway, that's part of the fun of the Simpsons was there's just so many films, oh, yeah. film references to like Citizen Kane, like movies that the 12 year olds watched at the, the time didn't know. Right. But it's. Yeah, it's fun.
2: So I guess uh, Clockwork Orange, I feel like this is up somewhat up Aaron's alley. It's one of those things where where people take something that is meant to be a cautionary tale and a warning, and then Mm -hmm. they idolize the wrong things about it. Yeah. So Clockwork Orange, both the book and the movie, have had many copycat crimes.
1: Yeah, and that was part of the reason the film was. Kubrick Kubrick
2: himself pulled the film. Pulled
1: the film in in the UK in, I think, 73. Three, mm-hmm. 72 or 73 oh, wow. Like it had been out For a year *Cockroach* Orange also Has a record For the, the longest Stay at a single theater It was like mm-hmm. 656 days Or something Oh wow That it played Continuously day after day at almost sold out shows that's wild. Yeah, there was like a copycat crime. The guy claimed that he was influenced by Clockwork Orange, and Kubrick lived in England, and yeah. a lot of the film was shot within like ten minutes of his house. It
2: was like a fourteen-year-old boy. There was a fourteen-year-old boy that killed a um, homeless man. Yeah, in the in the same style that they do in the movie,
1: and yeah. he pulled it. And Warner Brothers was like, okay, even though I mean, it already made a lot of money, so they right. were kind of okay with it, I guess. But like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't available in the UK legally. Then I mean, there were always bootlegs and everything, right? Until 1999. Oh, wow. After he, mm-hmm. after Kubert passed away. So for almost 30 years, the yeah. movie was not available in the UK, which is kind of, it's just really crazy because it's such a inherently British yeah. film. Right, yeah. Like the language, you know, it's shot there. It's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's nice. It's great that they can see it now. Like that it's yeah. not right. like being.
2: Well, that was the, I think the, the thing that made him pull it, that was the Dutch girl who like, um. Shoot, there was a 17 year old Dutch girl who was like gang raped and they sang singing in the rain. Wow! Yeah. Oh, wow! And it was like that was horrific. And I think Kubrick was like, Nope, like we're yeah, not, yeah. we're not doing this. <laughs> like he's like, I can't, I can't have that on my conscience. The, the thing is, is so, well, though it was I mean, never he, his fault, he, no, he made I mean, a beautiful can't, piece can't, of cinema. You can't help how crazy people respond, right?
1: To no, I mean, right? no, yeah, but I could um, get how he would feel. Yeah, oh, you I know. think, and I, I think he was also worried about his family. Yeah, because yeah. he lives well, he, he lives in Borumwood, so, yeah. which is like out away from you know civilization, like right. this little farmhouse, you know, kind of a lot like the author's house. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think having that out there for people to be like, "Let's go to Kubrick's house," right? Exactly, would we'll keep you up at night. Yeah. Um I, think, I would think so. I think
2: that's what he said. He said that they were getting. I think they said that he was getting. They were getting threats of violence, yeah. and yeah. then uh, the police were like, "Like you, you kind of need to do something right yeah. to him." about it and not like again i don't i don't think anything ever deserves to be censored
0: no
1: but
2: like what does that say about like how impact i mean i think people people take the wrong like people idolize the wrong things all the time
1: that's right. the but thing i mean, mean. Like, that's
0: that's I mean, more of a uh,
1: that's on the, the that's individual on the people, 100%. that's on the people yeah. it's on the parents because yeah. these are yeah. you know kids 14 year old know yeah. it's on right. them and Talk to it'd be, your I mean, children I mean, about yeah, what like, they're
2: watching, and it it helps. Like yeah. you know, I mean, there's always
1: that. like that when you make a a character like him so charismatic and you know devilish, like come you know this. Yeah, it's like if you're not in the right headspace, that can so mess with, with coming. you. But yeah, like Clockwork Orange, people like Fight Club, mm-hmm. Americans, like people certain like men mostly white men of a certain age will yeah. gravitate towards these films. They'll be like that's cool, like yeah. American History X. It's one, two, yeah. But especially, like, Fight Club and...
2: Well, even, um, like, Slenderman, two teenage girls... It's the social media version. Their, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it is. There's two teenage girls yeah. who killed their friend and said, so, like...
0: Right.
1: Because
2: they got into, like, too far into, like, an internet hype. And it's like... And
0: that's what... I mean, you see that with all kinds of media. Yeah. You know, blaming video games for violence. Yeah. I've played violent video games my whole life. Yeah, I've no. never murdered somebody. No, I mean, yeah. it's like there's... Except in my dream last night. But other than that... Wow. Um, <laughs>
2: it wasn't one of us, was it? Just...
0: No, actually, it wasn't really was about in the, the podcast booth. <laughs> it wasn't really about up. the murders, it was about them finding the bodies. I don't know, I had a weird
1: dream, but, anyways, yeah, okay, did you just keep digging graves? Digging I guess, holes? yeah, it w- there were graves at different places. <laughs> like somebody just keeps, like, you're digging, like, you're trying to, and then somebody comes up and you're like, oh, Whoop. I guess. I don't. I didn't see the murder part, so they get, I don't know. They get another
0: hole. Well,
2: but, it's like um, Scream, even. That's what I'm. Well, that's where cover,
0: I was going. Yeah. Like Scream. You know, Grand Theft Auto gets it a lot. Uh, the it, Scream is, know, is like just the, about
1: anything. It's talking about. Like that's the whole joke of the right, movie. Right, but people don't get it. No. Yeah, I mean that's that's why and, the the whole dub.
0: It. You know, those things speak more to the human and the individual that has a brain that says, "Oh, that." Is interesting to me. That's just yeah. the same as serial killers. You yeah. know, you mentioned what are we going to do? Make Funko Pops? I would one hundred percent get those. I'm into serial killers, but for me, it's more about the mentality and the way their brain works yeah. that interests me. It's not the murdering everybody that interests yeah. not, me. No, like I'll,
1: I'm not going to go out there and do it. I'll take. I'll, I'll. I will take issue with making serial killers into action figures because that that's profiting off of someone who murdered a bunch of people. That is true. It's different as a fictional character. Like, whatever, it's fine. Maybe it's in poor taste, but like...
0: Right. That's uh, real murder. You're right. It's in poor taste. uh, I probably still have them, but it's in poor taste.
1: I know. (laughs) Well, everyone has their... Well,
2: that's like people have a. Um, I mean, things like, like the uh, attempted assassination of Reagan, which is. Oh, yeah, which John mm-hmm. Hinckley taxi was like. Dro- driver. Uh, Jody
1: Foster told me to do it. Kind of. Yeah. You know, it's
2: like people, people crazy people are going to crazy people no matter like what they watch. <laughs> they crazy going crazy. That they
1: are. <laughs> I don't know if we should call them crazy people, but. Well. I'm
2: mentally ill. Disturbed. Disturbed. Yeah. Things they are going to speak to people that should not know the dark right night, exactly like that don't, that don't they shouldn't speak in the way that they are speaking i mean but
0: we see that with politicians as well
2: we can't yes exactly we can't help we can't i help. mean
0: no comment other than that but
2: we see that yeah, that see does it. happen there was even a robocop murderer i didn't know
1: Did someone get shot in the wing. Um, <laughs> Her zero problem.
2: killers become a oh, dude gets shot like he goes
0: forever well
1: it's like the two the two guys are uh oh yes, to rape yes. the woman and he shoots in between yep. her skirt and it hits the dude in the junk yeah
2: they also make a very long there there's a very long like <laughs> fan made video of oh, yeah. multiple people getting shot in the i've shown you that right? many many times It's great uh, um all right so the son of sam killer um said he was initially inspired to kill while watching the movie RoboCop 2. The first girl I killed was from a RoboCop 2 movie I'd seen. RoboCop 2? Um, yeah. The character He's cuts. It's not even some, killing from a good somebody's movie. Somebody's throat... <laughs> and take a knife and slit down the chest of the stomach and left the body what? in a certain position. With the first person I killed, I did exactly what I saw in that movie.
0: Robocop See, I also two? feel like that's just people trying to be, no, like, have a scapegoat. Yeah, like, it's a movie. Like, why'd you do it? Not because you have issues, but because I saw it in a movie. I well, it's
2: because sometimes movie violence is beautiful. And, like, that. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, and so I think that people who are violently inclined are somewhat drawn to that but that's right. not the fault of the movie that is that is a failure of the, the system and yeah. the person like that's yeah. a failure it's a failure of how we do how we exactly catch and treat mental health and it's a failure of how like just humanity like sometimes people are just not like your your brain just doesn't work the right way and that can manifest in a lot of ways but sometimes it's violent and scary I don't know Clockwork Orange is a great one but it's rough.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I say. I, I,
2: I have trouble with the first 30 minutes. I, yeah. I, I tend well, to Well, I, like...
1: I think you're supposed to. Right.
0: Yeah. And I get that. And that's what I say. Like I, I in this movie, I did see, you know, the stuff that makes it a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not a movie for me is all. Okay. Uh, that's cool. But
1: I'm glad you, I'm glad you watched it and I'm glad. That yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like it's, it's place in history.
0: Right. right, exactly, yeah, and that's the thing. And its
1: importance in what it's saying.
0: And not even in history. I can see it being very relevant.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, just still. like, yeah.
0: But yeah, the, the fact that it's a movie that's important to yeah. history, you know. I get it completely, but yeah, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> um, you know, it was still not something I enjoyed, really.
1: Okay. But. Well, at least you've, you've seen more than. It was than, shot well. You've, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen more than one Kubrick movie. So. This is true.
2: Hey, just I'm, count your blessings that it wasn't. What's the one he'll really hate? Um, Two thousand one. Yeah, Besides that one, but yeah, he. would really I mean, he'll
1: hate like all. This was the one, of, one that I was like, of, he'll probably like of, this one. Eyes wide one, shut.
2: Yes, that one. Oh yeah. Yeah, kind of. Like,
1: I'm gonna pick that at some point.
2: Over sexualization.
1: Oh great. I mean, it's. I mean, it's all integral to the film. Yeah. But yeah, you're gonna have issues with that yeah. one. That's gonna be fun to talk about. Hey. We'll see one day. A we'll large portion of the movie. takes <coughs> place not in not. It's like well, orgy. the movie was that eyes wide shut was sold as like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are gonna get yeah. it on. Like that's how they sold it, and it's like that's it's not what that's the movie not how the is. Movie <laughs> not. People were like, "What's this all like? Two and a half hours of just like people talking about dreams and wandering yeah. around a fake New York." And it's like <laughs> ah, like the marketing just ru- like ruined people's expectations. Mm-hmm. I went in and I was like, "This is a Kubrick movie," and I got a Kubrick movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was his last movie. Anyway, so that's a Clockwork Orange.
0: Yeah, Clockwork Orange. So, you know, good. It's a good film mm-hmm. in film standards. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the shots and stuff like that. And and you love it.
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: And I don't.
1: This was the most fun I've had watching it aside from the first time. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good, though. I love it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's Clockwork Orange. So, we're going to jump into some announcements from the library and then we'll be right back to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
3: Hey everyone, this is Kendall from SCPLU Services with your update for the month of September. We have lots planned this month, so we hope that you will join us. Starting on September 5th, right after Labor Day, we're going to have our weekly story times again on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10.30am. On Tuesdays, we'll be starting something new. We're going to have a Spanish story time where we will read and play and learn in both Anglais and Español or English and Spanish. And then on Thursdays will be the return of our Words and Wiggles program. And again, those are both at 10.30 in the morning. On Wednesday afternoons from four to five, we'll have our Teen Territory programs. And these are open to students in grades six through 12. And we'll be doing a little something different every week. So stay uh, tuned to our Facebook page for specifics. But I will let you know that the first week on September 6th, we'll be doing a group mural craft. And then the second week on the 13th of September, we're going to have a smoothie creation taste-off. So... Those are our regular weekly programs. We also have some special events in the month of September. September 9th is the South Charleston Arts and Crafts Festival at the Mound from 9 to 5 p.m. And we hope that you'll stop by the Mound to meet with us and the Itty Bitty Therapy Horses, who will be our special guests that Saturday between 11 and 2. You'll be able to pet these adorable horses who we hear will be appearing in costume so if you have a little one who's a fan, especially of unicorns, you might wanna stop by. And again, that's Saturday the ninth between 11 and 2. We have Lego Night on September 12th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. This is kind of an open house style program where you can pop by with your kids anytime during those hours that are convenient. And we will have Legos out, traditional Legos, and larger blocks for smaller hands. And you can create whatever you imagine or we'll have some themed ideas for you to use as well. And then finally... On Tuesday, September 26th, we have a Mission to Mars solar eclipse program, and you may or may not know that coming up in October, we have our annular eclipse happening on Saturday, October 14th. And so this program on September 26th um, will help you learn what an eclipse is. You'll get a chance to pick out safe viewing glasses, eclipse glasses for you and your family. And uh, this family-friendly event on solar eclipses will be in the evening from 6.30 to 7.15 p.m. So we hope you'll join us for one or more of our Great September programs. We're great to be back in business after an August full of planning. And now I'm going to hand it off to Toby with your adult announcements for September. Thanks so much. Bye.
2: Hey guys, this is Toby with Adult Services, just coming in to let you know that Book Club is back. So if you would like to participate in the SCPL Book Club, you can pick up your books starting September 5th. Here at the library, just come by and sign your book out. We will discuss those books on September 25th at 6 p.m. So you'll have a whole 20 days to read those books and then bring them back in to discuss on September 25th. Between then, we have a few craft programs, which are always a great time here. The first one, we have a cottagecore-inspired polymer clay workshop on September 11th, starting at 6 p.m. We will be making cute little mushroom critters and garden-y kind of crafts. Our next craft will be September 18th at 6 p.m. which we are going to turn damaged books into pumpkins so a great way to recycle books that can't really be read anymore don't have a home anymore Um, so we'll be recycling some damaged books and turning them into very cute little paper pumpkins Uh, our last big thing for the month of September and this is for adults and my children can come too it's a community event we have the book Brunch, uh, which is a great um, opportunity for we have some local authors and publishers coming in uh, to talk about, you know, writing and also to share their books. And we will have some light refreshments available for people who come to that as well. So you can come by any time that day. Book Brunch is from 11 to 3 p.m. Walk through, check out, talk with some of our local authors, check out their work and talk with some of our local publishing houses as well. So that will be great. And that will be 11 to AM to 3 PM on Saturday, September 30th. So last Saturday in September, we hope to see you there. All right. Turning it back over to the guys for the rest of the show.
0: All right. We're back from those announcements from the library and we're going to jump straight into Buffy, the vampire slayer, the 1992 movie. Josh is looking super excited for this. Can't wait for that. Um, I guess I'll start. I saw Buffy when I was younger, of course, and I, I probably saw it somewhere. It definitely was in between when the movie came out. It might have been when it came out. Nah, I must have yeah, been, been, been a little like bit forward. older, but it was before the TV show came out. <laughs> the TV but show started in what, 97? 97.
1: 97.
0: So I'd already seen this movie. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I, 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 so I've loved it from a young age. And I, I actually liked it so much that when Buffy the TV show came out, I refused to watch it at first because that's it, not the real Buffy exactly that's what Christy that's, Swanson's my Buffy well I've always loved Sarah Michelle Geller. so it wasn't anything about that but it, I had switched over one time to be like okay maybe I'll check it and it was when she was killing a demon of some sort so she was using a sword mm-hmm. and I didn't have the context of what was going on and I was like that's not how Buffy works so I didn't watch it for <laughs> a little bit <laughs>
1: It's not Buffy. but before.
0: it did end up becoming one of my favorite TV shoes. Uh, TV shows of TV all shoes. times.
2: Your favorite TV shoes are the Buffy TV shoes. Make a real. I would wear those. Make a real. I would make
1: those. Wear those. Oh Lord.
2: I would um,
1: <laughs> <I'd> make. <laughs>
2: I would make and wear. I
1: make and wear these. <laughs> the the Buffy underneath. TV
2: shoes.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, it has a lot of good people in it. They're just starting out. I mean, it's one of their earlier movies. Yeah, it's obviously.
1: The, f- the first movies for Hillary Swank. Yes, and Tom Jane.
0: Who's Tom Jane? Tom Jane. He was he's like. Was what Bo- else is he in? He's
1: been. He was in Boogie Nights. He was the pun- oh, okay. Punisher and the Punisher. He was in that show Hung. Okay. Um. He's mostly done like a lot of more character like character parts. Who he, was he
0: in this movie?
1: He's like the Luke Perry's buddy mechanic. Oh. Like he's in one shot at the. I like get the the auto uh, shot. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, there's. I mean, that's the other thing. There's a lot of people that's only in one shot.
1: Yeah. Apparently, Seth Green's in three seconds of the movie. Yes. He
0: claims <laughs> he was cut out. So there's only there's Seth Green and Ben and, Affleck
1: is in the basketball game. Yeah. I don't
0: know. I mean, that aside, for me, it's just the the comedy of it with mixed with. <laughs> Do you not know, think it's funny? The comedy of it. Uh Okay. Well, I found it hilarious. And it I, I think it's that mixed with the fact that it's still like vampires and back then that wasn't a big thing. So I mean it wasn't like you didn't have Twilight and all these lighter hearted I don't know, I guess you had Lost Boys.
1: I mean there was there's always been vampire movies.
0: Yeah, like I'm there's... just saying like this was a different one, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a more comical take. That's what I'm saying. Vampire. Exactly what I'm saying. Or like yeah. someone went to a department store and picked up some fangs and we're like, let's yeah. put this in the movie. So this, I this love it. This will be good. I love that.
0: We know I'm more about if I enjoy a movie and if it's fun. And I just think this one's very fun. It is different than even... The show? The shoe? No. <laughs> oh boy. I hate to even say his name, but Joss Whedon. Oh, so it's it's different People than Josh Whedon wanted it to be. He even left the set and yeah. didn't return. I'd leave the set, too. Yeah, well, <laughs> I love how it turned out. So we know Josh didn't like it.
1: Uh, yes, I mean, I remember watching this when it came out on video. Mm-hmm. Like, because I would have been probably like 10 when it came out on video or something. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, whatever, it's okay. Yeah. Like, Christy Swanson's cute.
0: Yeah, I uh, like Christy Swanson.
1: I was like, oh, that's the dude from Blade Runner. That's pretty much where I was like... Yeah. And oh, okay. I saw it some years later, and I was like, meh. Did you uh, rewatch it this time? I watched it. You did. I, I watched. No, I did. Oh, Okay. No, I did. I wa- I watched it twice actually. What? Oh. Not that a lot of it sunk in, but I and I watched it like maybe five or six years ago. Yeah. Again, for some reason, and thinking like, yeah, whatever. And then I watched it again. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like it's like it's not a good movie. Yeah, like, I absolutely has, love like, this movie. Like, so the fun parts are Rector Hauer and Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. They're having fun. And I think they know what movie they're in. I do kind of appreciate the comic book feel of mm-hmm. it. Like, I, like during the... Like, when all the vampires are forming, like, the, 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 the gym at the end and everything. Yeah. Like, it almost feels like I can see, like, a panel. A panel of a comic.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Unfortunately, they're moving. And mm-hmm. don't watch the background actors. Yeah, I don't. Or just... Or even the foreground actors. Like, just don't watch it. Because they're just like... It's like... They're almost like a haunted house. Like, the Hank came to right. haunted house. And there's these things like... And they're just kind of stuck there. Yeah. Like, while things are happening. It's like... But see,
0: I love that about this it. This is not I, like... I find it... I mean, I find the whole thing comical. And... Well, I mean, it's supposed I think to be it funny. it surprised me when I first found out that... I mean, it's been a long time ago that it wasn't his actual vision for it to be that ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Which he I liked or... it
0: because it, I like it because it is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they did get to like make the the movie, the script, I guess, the original script into a comic Yeah, which on. I didn't
0: know until I just read
1: yeah. that. So that's, I'm going to have to check that that's out. That's cool. I mean, still hate Joss Whedon, but that's cool. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that this, whatever. I hate that he's
0: attached to so many things I really like.
1: I, well, here's the thing. I never really liked them. Or anything really, made, so I'm okay with it. Well, see, I
0: I love Buffy. Uh, I, I li- ended up loving the TV show. I love Dollhouse. I love I love Firefly. Cabin in the Woods. Capital I love Woods. Cabin
1: in the Woods. That's the one thing. But he did. He only like co-wrote that. He didn't direct it or anything. Yeah. So I can feel. I feel like okay with it. Yeah. I love Cabin in the Woods. I like it's Firefly.
2: So
0: funny. I never have done Firefly yet. I mean to. I meant it's to. Okay. But Just now that
2: space western, it's
0: good. Now that it's like a. Uh, Han Solo show. I meant to back when yeah, I was like, I need to Han see Solo everything he's made, movie. and now I don't feel that
1: way. So. Yes,
2: it is It is a better, it's better, <laughs> better Han Solo it's a movie better than, than the Han, Han Solo, Solo movie.
1: <laughs> and I like the supporting cast in Firefly. Like, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. Serenity was okay, too. But that would be like Cabin in the Woods top tier. Right. And Firefly is okay. Buffy, I, I just... I, it, Did I don't, you ever watch any of the show? I watched like some episodes of the show. Okay. Like probably the first season. Yeah. which Well, for, that's rough. Well, that's not my fault. Right, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it's...
2: Yeah, the first season is rough. Under like under the,
1: like the movie, I like the movie more than I like what I've seen in the show. Yeah, because at least it's it feels consistent what it is, and it doesn't.
0: That's what I was going to say about being rough of the first season. It doesn't know what it is yet.
1: Well, and I generally I and it, and I think because it doesn't have Joss Whedon's kind of mm. writing I, that I like it because I don't like his writing. Well, I mean it. It
0: he, he I mean I know he wrote it. it, but yeah,
1: this is not like that script. Right, right. They changed it a lot, clearly. Oh, you're
0: and saying the movie. The movie, yeah. yeah. No, the movie is not Oh, yeah, not, they changed a lot of not it. not
1: what he wrote. Right. And I think that's why I'm like, I'm still like, eh, but I still like it more than the show. Yeah. And also, a record hauler. And, and Luke Perry. I forgot Luke Perry was in it. Yeah, Luke Perry. I mean, granted, I, I like Christy Swanson more than yeah. Sarah Michelle. Oh, as far as, okay. I think she's, I think, she, It was a different kind of plays, Buffy, too. I she, think she plays that Valley Girl thing well. Right. They kind of
0: scrapped that a little bit when when it came to the TV show. I find her a
2: lot less likable, though. Really? Yeah. I
0: I
1: love them both.
2: I like her, but, like, her start is rough.
1: Oh, yeah. She's a B. Like,
2: she's kind of, yeah, she's definitely a big B word. But I like
1: that. And then... Like, that's the point.
2: But then she learns. It's one hundred percent the Stephen point. Stephen Root is also in this. I know Steven Root is the principal. It's like, just stuff,
1: stuff like like yeah. him like hanging like handing out like detention notices <laughs> to the vampires. Detention. But it's like detention, detention.
2: <laughs> that's great. That's like wow.
1: really. This feels like a Disney Channel movie or something. Right. Like it's, it's, it's supposed it's, to be. The... Yeah. Well, it like, wasn't supposed to be.
0: But I mean that's how
1: they took that's
2: it. That's
0: what I mean. It's like it's. <sighs> and maybe that's part of it. Is I watched it when I was young. So maybe it's mostly nostalgia. I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching it, and I love watching it every time I've
1: ever seen it. I think, I mean, if it was a Disney Channel movie, I'd be more... Uh, You'd be like, okay, that's what this is. Yeah, but it's like, this is a theatrically released movie. Yeah. Well, it didn't with, do great. like, like real actors. Yeah. I will give you the bright spot of the movie, aside from Rector Haller and Donald Sutherland, was Paul Rubin's death
0: Oh, scene. 100%. That I... scene.
1: It is, it is supremely, like, well staged. Yes. Like, it is, it is she, perfect. She she's stakes him mm-hmm. with a roller. Yeah. She was using random objects. As long as they're wood. And he drops out of frame. And he pops up. And he drops out
0: there.
1: And then he falls over.
2: And then it pops up at the credits. And then he's just like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And at
0: the credits, he pops back up. Yeah. It's
1: I've, very I've, funny. See, I've
0: been telling you this all no, along. I mean, I know. One of the best death scenes ever. And it's because he. I guess at this point he was mostly known for pee-wee, I'm assuming. I mean, pee-wee had kind of coming to an
1: end at this point, wasn't it? Like in
0: well, yeah, but I'm saying he was known for that. And
2: Here we go. We can just yeah. do it again. Die. I
1: die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's funny even <laughs>
1: <laughs> But it's, it's it's the part where he's on the ground really
0: that gets me. Yeah. E. <laughs>
1: Or he stops and looks at her. This
0: is like one of my favorite scenes in any movie. I absolutely love it. Then he kicks the wall.
1: But it's when he like flops over.
0: Yeah, right there. Boom. But it actually is funny before that part even because you, so Rubens plays Amelin and you were talking about Rutger who plays Lothos. So this is like the culminating in the end part. She's about to fight Lothos. It's the big fight. But what's funny about it is, you know, at first, Amalyn attacks, and then she's got him pinned against the wall, but Lothos starts playing the music. So they both get distracted. Mm-hmm. So you think, okay, you know, like, he's going to be saved. And he thinks that too. And he looks at Lothos, and Lothos just shakes his head, no. Uh-huh. And then she stabs him. <laughs> and And that death scene is, it's always been one of my favorites. I think it's, so it, hilarious. It's, it's really funny. It's a bright spot in the that's movie. Ridiculous. It is. Yes. It um, is. I mean, honestly, it's one of my definitely my favorite parts in that.
2: Also, way to undercut like everything that's about. Like, yeah, the- you know what I mean? Like, it's very, it's it's hilarious. It's great. But it's like, mm. oh, we're ramping up to the climax. Let's take a quick one and a half minute departure for, for Hamlet.
1: For like that's and why an, a, I love Like it. an SNL skit kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why I love it. Uh,
3: uh,
0: uh, uh. And that's what I say. I, I love that the, the movie, how it came out. I know it wasn't what he originally wanted. And that's why we end up with Buffy. The TV show, which is also amazing, but for me, it's just perfect. I don't know. I love the weird, like detention slips and the, the dumb stuff. And also one of my favorite scenes, which I've tried and it's you can't actually do it, is pinning a a fly to the wall with a thumbtack. When she's talking like to throwing, the principal, is
1: she throwing it. No, she spits it. Oh, she spits it. It is not very possible. Many a uh, a gum. Has been stabbed by a thumbtack, I feel like, in your past.
0: <laughs> when I was young, I just thought that was what was cool, you know? <laughs> how many I did, used to how also try to swallow? catch knives at my head. Did you swallow any? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. That
2: would explain a lot.
0: <laughs> I mean, I can't say I didn't, but I don't remember. I think that's...
1: I think if they had gone, like, full kind of naked gun spoof, mm-hmm. um, I think it would have been more... Better. Yeah.
0: Okay. Better.
1: But I feel like it's, like... Because it's like the detention slip thing. It's like, that's just an example. But it's like, I still need to have some sort of a grounding of like human behavior. Because it kind of treats the characters like they're just really, 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 really dumb. Yeah. Which is okay in a Naked Gun movie. That's the point. Everyone plays it straight. See, I feel like that's the point
0: in this as well. Like the principal's dumb. He's
1: supposed to be. But, But he... Knows, I, I, There's a there's a self-awareness that doesn't work in something like Naked Gun or Black Dynamite. It's that they're playing it straight. Right. As far as they know, they're in a police, like, like a real cop movie. Right. I get and, what you're saying. And it's like if Steven Root thought he was in a real <clears throat> vampire movie, mm-hmm. like yeah. the absurdity would work against him playing it straight or right. Christy Swanson or whoever which I think she generally plays it. I think she does. Plays it pretty straight. And like and Luke Perry. And Luke Perry. I mean, Rutger Hall, I mean, and Donald Sutherland are just like, I don't know, they took the gig cuz probably a good paycheck and Right. And they're hamming it up and they're having fun and I, I like uh, seeing them. I
2: feel like Luke Perry almost plays it too straight. Like, he has very little reaction to his friend floating outside of his Oh, no, that's a... G- I was getting ready to beautiful. talk about that. That is a...
0: <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. And
2: then he's like, instead of being really upset about this, he goes to his other friend Is like, he's like, what do you want me to do if I see Benny? And he's like, run. Well, like,
0: I mean, that's it. Like, that's what he wants him to do. I <laughs> like, love it because Benny gets bitten, obviously, which is played by... David Arquette. David, David Arquette, Arquette. And... Uh, he Luke Perry goes to his window because Benny's knocking on it and he's like floating there and his reaction is just like, go home, you're floating.
2: And you're like, what are you? Like, doing? no,
1: I will not let you in. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Is it's just like, there's a. See, the abs- I love it. The absurdity, but if he played it straight, it would have been funnier. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, I think he, he plays it pretty straight. Like, I that's love the it. thing. I it's think like, it's like, I think almost- he plays
1: it, he kind of plays it like he's bored.
2: Yeah, he has like no reaction, <laughs> yeah. basically. Like, that's that's the thing. It's, I think it's almost not enough. He like, was
1: doing 902 one of at action. this point. He's probably pulling doubles. Like, yeah. He's like. Shooting nine oh nine oh two one zero during the day and this at night because a lot of this is a lot of his scenes are shot at yeah. night yeah yeah and so he's probably shooting this at night and he's probably just exhausted and he's like I'll show up and I'll say the lines yeah give me a couple million bucks yeah
2: I, I like uh, Stephen Roots
1: he's always great it's
2: drugs isn't it you can tell me I've done my fair share of drugs oh well, yeah well acid one time. At a show, it's, but I could see the music
0: <laughs> the whole time he's telling that story is when she is watching the fly and he shoots the, yeah. the thing at the fly, so it's like background noise, which I think makes it so much better. Yeah. He's just but, he's
2: telling this whole story to try to be relatable, and she's just like,
0: Yeah, she's not listening. Which she, I she yeah. plays that valley girl really well, and yeah, I buy that. Like, I loved her interactions with Donald Sutherland, mm-hmm. like they, them. As a pair, I thought played well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's some great one-liners between them, like uh, the first time, after the first time, she does go sit on a grave when he comes in and he's talking to her, and he she says things like, "Do you does Elvis talk to you? Does he <laughs> tell you to do things? Do you see spots?" And then when he throws the the knife at her head, and just their interactions there, you know. And oh, yeah. then I think it's kind of sad well, that, when he dies.
2: No, that's the other thing is they they make. That's the thing. That's one thing about the Buffy character in general that annoys me is that the Buffy is not stupid. Buffy plays stupid. And, like, I kind of, I kind of hate that.
0: Well, in this one, Buffy is a valley girl at first. She doesn't know the rest.
2: Right. She's never like, thrown she's a witty. punch. She she's, she's witty. She's, like, like she right. picks up. Like, she's quick. And it's, like, while well, she doesn't do well in school, okay. But, like, that girl's not dumb. Yeah, and that girl is yeah. She has um, some.
1: She has some like common sense. Yeah, yeah, and
2: and that's the thing is like I think they always they always have the Buffy play like uh, on the streets. It's like half the time she's like, oh, I don't know, (laughs) and like half the time she's like, like quick on the wit, like does Elvis talk? Like you know, it's like you you're not equally quick quick-witted and stupid like that's, those things don't go
1: that's what I think that's half, what makes it funny have I, half, I, half dozen people in a writer's room on the show yeah yeah, that's true yeah
2: like I just think it's, it's that's the thing that bothers me but I think that bothers me I think anytime and I think it's a conditioned thing but I think when women play dumb it just hurts yeah me. clearly not right like, you know, and Buffy's clearly aware of when she's doing it too. And it, I don't know if I love that. Can you imagine? Not that Anthony Head isn't great as Giles, but can mm-hmm. you imagine if Donald Sutherland had played?
0: Oh, it would have been great. Too. Giles on the show. Yeah, it would have been good. Although I do love Anthony Head. Do I do. Talk too. About he, I don't know.
2: He's a great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going zone out here for a second.
2: That's okay. No, but
0: I, I mean, overall, it's just it's always been one of my favorite movies. A fun movie for me. Um, I never go into it like it's a serious thing, for sure. No, I mean I know what I'm getting into, but I think it, it also is definitely. I mean, it's a it's called Buffy, thing.
1: the Vampire Slayer. I love that name, and the like the poster of with her and Luke. It's like, yeah, I know what that movie is.
0: Yeah, it's a good. I mean, it depends on what poster, because you also have this poster of her in the cheerleader suit.
2: Mm-hmm. With the with the stake. Yeah, that's a good Which one. I love
0: that one too. Oh, okay there's there's multiple different ones but but I think it's definitely a nostalgia thing too because I saw this young growing up so like Buffy was what was cool to me
2: it's it's definitely what if Barbie killed vampires yeah Which, I like I love that like it, right. I like I like Buffy I like this Buffy
1: I just feel I feel like the the you can tell like the budget was kind of slashed and the film mm-hmm. was like rushed I think that's yeah. why some of it, like the the van, like the the big kind of siege at the end of the school feels like like half-assed, yeah. Like, like, like she does. Like she, she goes out, like into the parking lot or whatever, the courtyard, and there's a bunch of vampires surrounding her. Mm-hmm. And she's throwing these like big kicks and stuff, but the other ones just watch the background actors. It's fun because there's like,
0: yeah, I, I've always loved that. But see, <laughs> I've always found it funny because <laughs> when she does go outside, first of all, they're like, we want her, and they're like in the doorway. Well, they close the doors so she can kick them open, of course. And that's always made me laugh. She kicks them open. She throws her bag of steaks and then she does cartwheels to it. But like the vampires are lined up on the side. And if it was a real vampire movie, they'd be attacking her. They would have killed her. But instead they wait (laughs) for her to do her cartwheels, get her steak bag. And then they surround her and then they wait. To one by
1: one, be kicked in the face, <laughs> <laughs>
0: pretty much. And I, but well, I and love then, that.
1: And that's what I. And there's one thing like that that is very inconsistent. Just in that scene, it's like all the there's like three or four vampires are at the doorway to the gym. Mm-hmm. I think Luke Perry's like, don't worry, they can't. I mean, like, are there? We need to go kill them or whatever. And she's like, don't worry, they have to be invited first. Yeah. And then Hillary flank <laughs> comes up and she's like, I just invited them. I already invited them. They're but, seniors. But then they're they're still, then the next shot is them at the doorway going, we'll see you in the parking lot. And I'm just like, wait, you can come in. Yeah. And like There's like, you can clearly tell it wasn't like that stuff was already shot and then they rewrote stuff and it just doesn't yeah. make any sense.
0: Hilary Swank's character's annoying and in a fun way through this movie as well. Um, she's kind of like the even... Ditsier. Even yeah. ditzier Valley girl. Yeah. And see, uh, but I
2: believe she's stupid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, she 100% in this movie plays stupid. She don't. I
2: don't, I don't believe Hillary Swank is stupid, but I believe no, her character yeah. is stupid. Yes, but um. but
0: those are the things I you're a film buff, so those kind of things bother you. Me, I love the inconsistency, it makes it funnier to me. Mm-hmm. I love that there's these weird things like the door. It always m- makes me laugh that they close the door just so she could look badass and kick it open. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly why they do it. And it's just.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I to mean me that's hilarious. Well, I think you just you just cut out the scene where where Hillary Swank comes up and is like, I invited him. You yeah. Just cut that out and then it makes sense. Yeah.
0: I like that, though, because it shows her stupidity. She's like, but they're seniors.
2: <laughs> I, I am with you. I think I think this Buffy hits kind of the level of bad. Yeah. That I like. And like, it's just like, oh, this is poorly done. But bless them. Like,
1: yeah, I think intentions were good. I yeah, think, I like,
2: think, I think they tried, and I think, I think it's good. I think, like, the, the, I was reading the budget
1: was, like, slash pretty late. And yeah. They had to accommodate Luke Perry's schedule, and Donald Sutherland kept rewriting <laughs> his scenes. Like, for <laughs> a day. <laughs> that, Which, of course. I mean, I don't know, he's Donald Sutherland.
2: Yeah, you let, let him what, do uh, it, because his scenes were all great. Supposedly,
0: know, Joss Whedon really hated working with Donald Sutherland. Which I bet that was you know the same felt. Well, he's not, not a
1: seventeen year old girl that he can right. push around. That's true. I, I
2: like I like all of his. He plays Merrick. I feel like that character really well. He, oh yeah, he plays the the handler character super well. Yeah, I like him a
0: lot. And I love I love all the names in the movie. The I've had many fish named after Buffy. And uh, D&D my D characters are named after Buffy characters. I don't know. I think they're cool names. I like them.
2: Amlin, Lothos.
0: Amlin, Lothos and
2: I like. I loved. I loved Paul Reubens character in this. Amlin is a great vampire. Yeah. Like I feel like he's a great silly vampire, non serious vampire. I love. I love the look. Yeah. The like dirty rock star. Yeah. Look
1: and Vaxel Rose was a vampire
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it's just I don't know she's like that's Mm -hmm. great I love the the very Dracula plot of you will be my undead queen right of stuff like what's going like I wonder if they just
1: couldn't get like the rights or is Dracula public domain
2: it should be yeah Dracula is public domain it's old like why they
1: just didn't make him Dracula or something I guess maybe that would have been too on the nose Too much. yeah maybe I mean he might as well be Dracula he dresses like him
0: well yeah same idea, yeah. yeah. But I think I—I I don't know that I would have loved that it was Dracula. Like I like it when it's something other than Dracula sometimes. Also, they yeah. could
2: have. Then they would have named him. Like then the movie would have been called Dracula. I it, like yeah, that they it let the focus Buffy, off Buffy of... be the star of the show. Even
0: Lothos. I boy. mean, he's in a, a good amount of scenes, but he's not a main focus. Like he's the bad no. guy, but he's not the main focus. I mean, he's
1: just like, hey, we need to cut to Lothos and so Rucker can ha- ham it up. Yeah pretty much and then they mm-hmm.
0: which back. he does he does great
1: No, and I like the <laughs> the bits where like they flash back to like Buffy and the or how the movie starts you know
0: yeah like how the previous slayers <laughs> yeah fought Lothos and all I that was cool I also really love the scene when Lothos it's at the after she kills uh Amelyn he <laughs> she holds like his quick whips and stuff are good too when she holds up cross to him and he's like what are you gonna do use your religion or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, says, no, my sense of fashion, my keen sense of fashion. And she sprays like hairspray to light him on fire. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's just funny between them. I thought it was g- pretty hilarious.
1: Yeah. I think they work well together.
0: So if you had to pick a favorite scene, is it the death scene? Or is there something um, else you enjoyed?
1: <laughs> I mean, probably that. That's yeah. That's the only part I laughed at.
0: Oh, it I mean, hurts my so, heart for you.
1: So, um, I mean...
0: I laugh from it, beginning to end of this movie. It's also obvious. I know, but I like obvious. <laughs> That's what makes it funny and fun. I don't have to think. This movie feels like five minutes for me, and I love it.
1: I mean, it is short. I'll give it that. Oh, okay. Well, I just mean, like, <laughs> I don't have to think. Um, yeah, I mean, Paul Rubin's The Death scenes are really funny. Yeah. Um, See,
0: I... I've been telling you all along on the podcast. Well, I mean, I know I've seen
1: the movie before. I remember. I know, this scene. but I'm just saying. I was just like that. That made me laugh. this, yeah. this time that it was, was hilarious. The only thing that made me laugh.
0: Okay. Well, that once again that makes me sad for you. But
1: I don't know what it, like. I, I I feel like it's tonally doesn't know what it wants to be, mm-hmm. and I think it's not staged the way it should be to be what it wants to be. Yeah.
0: I think it wants And I to, see that. I know what you're talking about.
1: I think it wants to be a comedy, but I don't feel any, I still need some sort of stakes. Like Shaun of the Dead's a good example. I
0: love Shaun of the Dead.
1: It's a comedy. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. But it's also, I really care about Shaun and and I really care about his mom and like all right. the characters. Like maybe not the the, the guy with the glasses that kind of gets them all killed almost. Yeah. But um, he can die. That's fine, <laughs> for sure. But he's that's his character. I'm like, like when it gets to the end, and it's like, it's, it's really sweet. Like he's got Nick Frost in the shed, and like they're playing mm. their video games and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, oh, like yeah. I, I, it's funny, but I'm involved in the character, right? Because it's like, the movie is consistent, um, and it knows what it wants to be, and it's well written and performed, and, and Buffy is not,
0: yeah. So I think I think for me, as far as like caring about the characters, of course, I I really get into like the evolution of Buffy as a as a human. But I definitely have care for Merrick. Like I said, for me, when Merrick dies, it's kind of sad. It's sad. I think they did good with that, like showing how sad she is when before she thought he was just a weird old man like that. But other than that, the all the characters are dispensable. Yeah, um, the, I think you're right. Like, you don't feel for, like, if Hillary Swank's character gets bit, nobody cares. Yeah, I um, mean, it's
1: all just so broadly drawn. Right. I think that's, I don't know. It's <laughs> almost like the, everybody else is extras. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, the Paul Rubin scene works because it is broadly drawn. It's really funny. And yeah. It's just, like, really. Because they knew to hold on the, like, that's what the joke. and the Hold on the joke. Right. He pops out of frame, pops back up in frame, <laughs> keels over. It's, it's. Someone was on their a game that day. Yeah,
0: I, um, I've always loved that scene, and I've always I've used it a couple times. Like you, you just, reference it often. Yeah, I do.
1: But yeah, I mean that's the highlight for me because that's the that's the one, like scene that's like think I think they know what they wanted and yeah. they got it.
0: Yeah, that whole that whole scene there. It was kind
1: of fun to see malls and stuff though. I'll give you like it's nostalgic. <laughs> to just, yeah. Like I miss that.
0: If only. I know that's sad.
1: Anyway, sorry I interrupted.
2: Oh no! I was just saying, I think one of like the defining like this definitely cements some of like the the feel that later becomes like the Buffy show is mm-hmm. like her. It's quick. Like the the one liners are good. Like the we're immortal. We can do anything. Oh really? Clap.
0: Yeah. After oh my it. gosh, that's a great one. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> really clap. Like but that's that's Buffy all right. There. has great one liners. Like she's a she 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 really carries off that action hero. But like. Yeah. Yeah. In her own kind of way. And and that's what I was
0: getting ready to say is I do think it the culmination where in you know she's fighting Amilyn and Lothos is when you get some of the best stuff when it's just them three, when you get rid of all the side characters because like that joke it was good and their reactions Mm -hmm. to it were good and then her interactions with Lothos with the cross and the fire and Amilyn's death and all that kind of stuff I think that is. Is really good material. Well, they're like the least dumb characters. Yeah. yeah. So I saw Alyssa Milano was originally pinned for Buffy. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I well, can see that.
1: She would have been okay, I think. Yeah. But I think Christy Swanson's really good. I, I do too. I like, think that was the right choice. For the Valley Girl kind of thing they go for, her, I think... She, I, you know what? And I've always kind of liked her as a as an actress, I think. She Mm -hmm. she didn't have the biggest career or anything. There's this other movie I like a lot called The Chase. Mm -hmm. Mm Came out in 94, I think 94, 95. Her and Charlie Sheen with cameos by Anthony Kiedis and Flea. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Henry Rollins. That's Uh, random. Yeah. It's just this little like action comedy that Charlie Sheen like is a terrible thief and he holds up a a gas station with a like a butterfinger, yeah, and <laughs> takes her hostage <laughs> with the butterfinger, and he ends up getting a gun. And but anyway, the whole movie is just like them in the car, this chase. and It's only like ninety minutes. It's it's a very short, sweet little like action comedy. And I've always I liked her in that a lot. I don't really know what happened to her. <laughs> But well, I, I, I know. Like eventually,
0: a couple years ago, she made a
1: Christmas movie for like. Well, I'm sure Hallmark. she's making Hallmark movies left yeah. and right. Like that's that's. I watched it just because it was her. Uh. She's
2: also the one that answers the um, the teacher in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh when he's yeah, the Bueller. that's right. Bueller. Yeah, that's her. And she's. I mean. She's, I
1: mean, I I like her as Buffy. I think she does a good job. I think so too. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I've only seen some like a few episodes of the show, but I like. Yeah, I'll still take the movie over the show. You Probably they even, like working. remade it.
0: Their original movie
1: or the show, or
0: yeah, it seems like. Well, it was in
1: talk It Seems to like be something that's popular enough that they would be yeah. able to.
0: They they have talked about remaking it and and then doing like a little different spinoff kind of thing, and it just keeps getting tabled, especially now.
1: It's a shame Paul Rubens passed away. It's we could just had an Hamlin show.
0: Oh, my gosh. I would love that. <laughs> that would be great. All right. So I guess basically that kind of brings us to the end of our discussion about Buffy. I feel like we could go back and forth saying a lot of the same things, and I feel like maybe we did. We probably did. But, you know, this- you, you like Christy Swanson. I love Buffy, the <laughs> yeah. movie and the show. This is, like I said, one of my favorite movies to pop in. This is like scream for me. It, Pop it in and don't have to really watch it. Even
1: still, better than Coyote Ugly. Okay. And uh, what was the other one that you made me watch.
2: Crossroads. Crossroads.
1: No, not Crossroads. It was one recently that was like I was like I was I was longing for Coyote Ugly. Oh, what was it? Um,
0: I don't remember. The
2: unseated Coyote Ugly is the worst one. Let me go.
0: Yeah, I do remember you saying that though.
2: Not bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, wasn't
1: great, but still better.
2: You don't like most of them, <laughs> so I'm trying to get through there. <laughs>
1: um, nothing. Tammy. Of- Tammy, that's the oh. one. Still better than Tammy and Coyote. Italy. That was yeah was Tammy. Well, that's good. Yeah. What
2: about Crossroads? Yeah, I, yeah it's, it's,
1: it's all like Crossroads level. Okay, solid, solid
2: middle ground. Then
1: there.
0: sounds like that's where most of my favorite movies land. So that <laughs> I mean, that's just where I am.
1: That works.
0: <laughs> that crossroads. Oh. All right, so there's those movies, Clockwork Orange and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And for next time, we need to pick new movies, not new movies, but yeah, movies to watch. And there's an event coming up.
1: Yeah, the Napoleon—they're showing Napoleon Dynamite <clears throat> at the Clay Center with uh, members of the cast. Wait,
0: when does it happen?
1: August 31st. So. so
0: it's going to already happen yeah. before this comes uh, out. But because of that, I am choosing Napoleon Dynamite, which you haven't which seen. I've never seen. And he is going to go see it. I'm going to see it and meet
1: the cast. I got VIP tickets. That's
0: right. And then they're also going to do a panel discussion, yeah. I guess.
1: I'm most excited about meeting the guy John that herder. played the Wolfman the wolf in Monster Squad. Which one was that? He's Uncle Rico. Oh, He played okay. the Wolfman in Monster Squad, which is a movie I watched. Who
0: else going to be there? John herder.
1: John, I think it's Header.
0: Oh, Hedder.
1: I forget the guy that plays Uncle Rico. He's been in a bunch of
0: That stuff. guy and, and Pedro. Pedro, yeah. John
2: I Beast, think it's those three. Pedro. I wish
0: Napoleon's girlfriend or whatever would be in it. Oh, there.
1: I think it's just the three of them.
0: Yeah, I think so. But she was in, she's the girl from Karina Karina. She was in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, her, And then she also was uh, in Veronica Mars. Karina Karina, the movie?
1: Mm-hmm. Was Whoopi Goldberg in that? Yeah. Okay. Like the little white girl?
0: hmm I love Karina Karina, by the way.
1: Is that a different... That's a, that's a different person than I'm... Th- no, I mean, I, I know the, the girl in that. Yeah. Okay. She, I'm just uh, saying, I that I would Margerino. like to meet her. She was in a lot of stuff that I liked. What's her name?
2: Tina Majorino.
0: Yes. Yeah. I knew it was... She
2: is the little girl in Karina something Karina. Something
0: different. Okay. I didn't know how to... Yeah, it's um, a great movie. She's yeah,
2: also an Andre. Yeah, she's the little girl, and in... that was my like my favorite movie as a like, little kid. She's in a lot of little stuff. She was in a bunch of stuff as a little. Oh, was that the one with girl. the seal? Yes, mm-hmm. that was one of my favorites when I was like <laughs> I don't little think I've little. Ever seen it. Like, I
1: remember seeing the video? I know she's though, right. in it. But... Seven
2: or eight. <laughs> I don't know. They're just really cute.
1: But yeah, I'm gonna meet, watch the movie. And meet the cast. So you're going to get a whole experience. I'm going to get thrown and, in the deep and I, end. Can you we'll try to? We'll get to that? hear about that, too.
0: So anyway, <laughs> so my pick is Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. It's one of my favorite movies yeah. from that era. I'm excited to watch it again, actually, because I haven't watched it in years. But it's definitely something. Do you decide if you're going or not? I, no, I haven't decided. But okay. I, I keep forgetting, honestly. But it's next Thursday, right?
1: Yeah, next Thursday. Okay.
0: So possibly, it just depends. I'm also leaving early the next morning, so I don't know. Regardless, I am going to watch it again, and I'm so excited for it. Okay. So we'll see what you think.
1: Cool. And I love that
0: you're getting like a whole experience around. Oh, yeah. this is It's
1: going to be good. Getting thrown in the deep end with Napoleon Dynamite. So
0: what am I going to watch?
1: Well, recently, a couple weeks ago, William Friedkin passed away, Mm -hmm. director of French Connection and The Exorcist. So I'm going to pick one of his movies. Okay. It's not The Exorcist because Toby Aww. told us not to pick horror movies for a couple episodes. That's true. I'll save that one for um, like October probably. Yeah. So I'm going to pick uh, Sorcerer, oh. which is okay. um, film he made after The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's one of the most suspenseful films I've okay. ever made. Um, it's, you can just see the lunacy of what they were attempting to accomplish on screen and it's one of my favorite movies. It's in my top 20. It's I've only seen it like uh, three or four times, but it's like burned into my you brain. You just
2: love Roy Schneider, and that's fair. Scheider. Scheider. <laughs> Sorry. Roy Scheider, and that's fair.
1: Good
0: thing you're here to <laughs> pronounce the names correctly. Schneider. Scheider. <laughs> I just don't want
1: him associated with like Rob Schneider. Oh, okay, like, that's very that like close. Sh-
2: yeah. I just but have no, dyslexia. I love, I'm bad at reading names. I love Roy Schneider.
1: Like he's great in Jaws and Bridge Connection and Sorcerer and, uh, So I think I've
0: heard of the movie, but I don't I don't well, know much about I
1: it. I picked it for like the newsletter one time. Okay. And that might be why. I talk I'll talk to, about it to anybody who'll listen. Yeah. So maybe I've just heard it from you then. I think so. But <laughs> um it's Is a, that the
0: one I misspelled in the newsletter? <laughs>
2: Maybe you if you yeah, it with the gear. Yeah, you did. Year. I think.
1: Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's what you're gonna watch. Okay. And we have it at the library.
0: So far, it doesn't sound like something I'm I don't want to see. So far. So that's, no, I that's mean, good. I don't.
1: I don't know what Everyone, you're gonna. I don't know what you're gonna think about it, but it's yeah. kind of on that clockwork orange level where I want you to watch this before okay. you die.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there, there's just sometimes you mention yes. a movie and I'm like, oh, I have no desire to even put that in my DVD Because to
1: Happen.
2: I think you'll like the format. I'm gonna of die.
0: It. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Hopefully,
1: before I'm too old.
2: Oh my God! No. <laughs> Stop.
1: But anyway, in uh, a non-threatening note. we're gonna watch movies we're gonna watch movies next month (laughs) or in a couple weeks um so we'll be back to talk about those
0: so napoleon dynamite and sorcerer is the next episode yep so join us this one's going to come out on the 1st of september so then join us the 15th for for sorcerer
1: napoleon dynamite
0: yeah but until then i'm aaron i'm josh and this has been the real opposites You get
1: a detention slip.
0: Detention slip. (laughs) How loose is your goose? Goose is totally loose. So come on, all you hog fans. Oh, Lord.